Good morning, sports fans. This is Garrison Talk Sports here on Anchor. Happy Saturday, guys. And this is my first post in almost two weeks. It has been quite a while. Uh, I apologize about that. I'm um, just enjoying Christmas break and just spending time with family. Hope you guys had an excellent Christmas season and a happy new year. Let's get things started here on Garrison Talk Sports. First with the NBA results yesterday. Had some good games going on. The Cleveland Cavaliers fell to the Indiana Pacers by a score of 97-95, to making the Cavs 3-7 in their last 10 games. I don't see this being a major problem, but still, this is the second kind of bad rut that the Cavs have been in this season. Uh, the Cavs are now 26-16 on the season, good for third in the East. And the Pacers improved to 22 and 20, trying to scrape in into that playoff conversation. LeBron was irate with the call last night of him stepping out of bounds uh, with just seconds to go in the game, giving Indiana the win. And on a deeper note, there are also rumblings of Cavs players and upper management in Cleveland being unhappy with LeBron slowing the ball movement on offense. This could just be the media trying to create a buzz, or things just might not be so peachy in Cleveland. That being said, I don't I don't put a lot of stock into this simply because Le- LeBron still is the greatest player in the game for me personally. If I he's obviously getting up there in years, but there's no denying that I still think he's the greatest. Now I've been the biggest LeBron critic. Uh, among my my friends can attest to that. I'm definitely a LeBron critic. That being said, you, you can't deny his greatness. And for, if Cavs players are complaining about lack of ball movement with him, I think he still leads the team in assists. So I'm really not sure what these reports, if they have any merit or whatnot. I guess time will tell. <laughs> we'll see if some trades are happening in Cleveland. Then who knows, maybe there might be some merit to them. Moving on, the Golden State Warriors defeated Milwaukee yesterday, 108 to 94, improving the Warriors' record to 34 and 9, and the Bucks fell to 22 and 19 as they are, I believe, seventh in the Eastern Conference, struggling to hold on to a playoff spot. Kevin Durant led the way for the Warriors with 26 points, six rebounds, and six assists. Giannis Antetokounmpo had 23 points, seven boards, and four assists. That was the primetime matchup last night, just seeing how the Greek Freak would match up with the likes of Kevin Durant. The problem is, it's not just KD versus the Greek Freak, it's Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green all helping KD out in regards to a scoring output. And Antetokounmpo, was, he definitely had a learning experience last night as he struggled against the swarming Warrior defense. They definitely keyed in on him as... You know, he was he's really the Bucks' main threat. Uh, but he's still so young. He has plenty of time to grow as he continues carving out his path as one of the best players in the game. And you know how he can start? By getting the Bucks into the playoffs and past the first round. Bucks again, currently sit 7th in the Eastern Conference right now. And a little later, coming up in the next few months or so, they're probably going to be getting Jabari Parker back. And as long as Jabari gets some run time, maybe a few months of games in before the playoffs actually start, who knows, the Bucks could be making a push, you know, deeper into the Eastern Conference playoffs. We'll have to just 
see how that develops. All reports indicate he's jumping, dunking, running around, shooting. So uh, it's up to the Bucks to decide when he comes back. And like last game I took note of last yesterday was Carl uh, Anthony Towns nearly had a triple double last night for the Timberwolves in their 118 to 108 win over the New York Knicks. He had 23 points, 15 boards, and nine assists. The Timberwolves continue to improve their chances at a trip to the NBA playoffs for the first time since the 2003 and 4 season. They currently sit at fourth in the Western Conference behind the San Antonio Spurs. That was the NBA results yesterday. Let's take a look at what happens today. And today's games feature Oklahoma City traveling to Charlotte to take on the Charlotte Hornets. Oklahoma City sits at 22 and 20 on the season. Charlotte at 16 and 24. So that should be a good game there as Oklahoma City continues to try and push for better seeding in the playoffs. Tries to get that chemistry to the, together. And who knows? I think Oklahoma City still has plenty of time to ready themselves for a playoff run and we've seen it before uh, they've been they have the talent to beat Golden State yes it was just a regular season game but I just think that uh, they have the talent when you look at the roster Paul George can guard Kevin Durant and at least make his you know life tougher um, and Russell Westbrook can still has the advantage over Steph Curry on the offensive end uh, as when Steph's guarding him, that is. They'll obviously probably put Clay Thompson on him, but still. Gotta like the matchup in that regard. Uh, Oklahoma City in their last 10 it sits at 5-5, five and five, so again, they're still kind of working out the kinks, and you know, they're at 42 games into the season. If they can figure it out going into the All-Star break, you gotta like their chances. Charlotte, on the other hand, sits at 16-24. and 24. Their season it has been a struggle, that's for sure. Dwight Howard, you know, has been having a phenomenal year. Uh, that was a good pickup for them. But they're going to have to figure out how to close the gap for that eight seed. Uh, in front of them, New York, Philadelphia, and Indiana. And for Philadelphia, I'm kind of surprised at their struggles um, to sitting at the ninth seed. I really thought they would be up in the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference. But in front of them, they got the Pacers, Bucks, Pistons, and Wizards. Uh, all the way up to the fifth seed. So I really thought Philadelphia would be fitting nicely in between that five and eight seed, but right now they still got some work to do. And the other game that I think is very worth watching today, Golden State and Toronto. Uh, Toronto has very quietly carved out a 29-11 and 11 record, good for second in the Eastern Conference. And did anyone see their last game against... Cleveland. They defeated Cleveland 133-99, to and yes, LeBron was active. All the players for Cleveland were active. That was just a complete shellacking, and it, it didn't even look competitive, you know, in the second half. So that's one of the things where you saw LeBron on the sideline chewing out his teammates. It does make one wonder, is everything cohesive in that roster? Uh, a loss like that sure, certainly is a wake-up call for them. So, do I think Toronto has the talent to beat Golden State? Yes, but it's an entirely different question 
asking them to go out and you know beat them <laughs> the Warriors I think Steph Curry is still out uh, with with that ankle uh, it's been bugging him for really ever since that New Orleans game where he uh, stepped on I believe it was Anthony Davis or Kirk Cousins foot and as a result you know we had we see this bad injury so hopefully he's able to pick up uh, just some good rest that's the key that's the good thing about having Kevin Durant Clay Thompson Draymond Green all on the roster with you is you don't have to carry the team yourself so again that's my second game that I would watch today and hopefully the Raptors can make it a good game and uh, who knows maybe the Raptors will continue to carve out their excellent season thus far and make it you know, an interesting Eastern Conference playoffs, not just Cleveland winning it each and every year. Moving on to the NFL, it is an exciting time to watch some football because it is the divisional round. And today we have a great pair of matchups. Well, one great matchup, one not so great potentially. You've got the Atlanta Falcons at Philadelphia. Uh, taking also you have the Titans later today traveling to Foxborough to take on the Patriots that could be the not so great matchup well <laughs> we'll see what the Titans can do but in any case for the first one happening I believe it's starting at 1:30 today uh, Falcons at Eagles to me the key of the game has got to be the Eagles defense can they stop the Falcons offense and I don't know that they can. When you look at uh, Atlanta's last game against uh, the L.A. Rams, that L.A. Rams defense is no joke. And the Falcons still found ways to nickel and dime their way down the field and ended up really just wearing out that defense because offensively the Rams couldn't get anything done against the Atlanta defense. So to me, the Atlanta defense is going to make enough stops against a Nick Foles-led uh, Philadelphia offense to warrant uh, the Atlanta offense not really needing to do quite as much on the other end. So for me, I have the Atlanta Falcons defeating the Philadelphia Eagles today in Philly by a score of 28-17. to 17. If Guys, feel free to comment your picks below uh, as I continue on. So again, Falcons defeat the Eagles 28-17. In the other game, you've got the Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots. Patriots, they're coming off the bye week. Titans, on the other hand, a scrappy win in Kansas City as they came back from a 21-3 deficit and took down the Kansas City Chiefs. And one of the touchdowns that they got was an extremely lucky one when Marcus Mariota scrambled to his left and tried to force the ball into the end zone. It got batted back right to him, and he scampers in for a touchdown. So without that, we're not looking at we're looking at a Kansas City matchup in Foxborough. And I think that would have been the preferable matchup. Uh, the, the I think the Patriots are happy to be playing the Titans because uh, were Kansas City to go to Foxborough. I, I think the general consensus would be that the Patriots have the advantage. That being said, Kansas City, we can all agree, would probably give the Patriots more of a run for their money, uh, especially with the Ed or Andy Reid at the helm. 
he, he's an excellent play caller, although they had a very poor second half of the season. I do think the Chiefs would have given the Patriots a little bit more to worry about than we're going to see out of Tennessee. Can Marcus Mariota lead the Titans down the field against this Patriots defense? I don't know. This isn't the Patriots defense of old where they have some big-name guys on the other side of the field. So maybe they will be able to keep up with New England. I think New England's offense is going to get whatever they want out of this game and be able to put up a lot of points. So the question is going to be, can Tennessee make this a shootout and one where they could come out on top in a shocking upset? I just don't see it happening. That would be one for the ages if Tennessee were to move on from this game. But it's it's going to take a lot. There's going to be a need a lot to happen uh, that generally does not happen to a lot of New England's opponents, especially in Foxborough during playoff time. So I've got New England winning this game by a score of 38 to 13. I just really don't think Tennessee has enough creativity, especially with DeMarco Murray being out as well. That's another factor we have to look at. Their leading rusher not going to be active. I don't, at least that's the last I heard. So, again, New England's just got Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, a lot of weapons that they know how to use. Uh, Patriots win 38 13. If you disagree, feel free to drop a comment below and uh, give me your scores and predictions. I'd be glad to share them on the station so we can uh, start a start a discussion between you guys. And I'd just love to hear from you guys. And the other divisional round games will take place tomorrow. Uh, and those games feature the Jacksonville Jaguars at Pittsburgh. Versus, and then there's the Saints at Minnesota. Both of those games should be very interesting. I'm going to hold off on my predictions and a poten uh, potential blog post from me uh, for these games as well tomorrow. I'm going to hold off and wait on those. Stay tuned. In, in some other news, guys, Keith Jackson, uh, who is widely regarded as the voice of college football by several generations, died late Friday night, uh, his family said. He was 89, and Jackson, who retired in 2006, spent some 50 years calling the action in a folksy, down-to-earth manner that made him one of the most popular play-by-play -play personalities in the business. Why am I telling you guys this? Because this is what I want to do. I want to be a play-by-play -play commentator. And Keith Jackson really paved the way uh, for play-by-play -play commentators in, to make a niche for themselves in this in the sporting uh, sports broadcasting business. So he's uh, definitely somebody I hope to emulate if I do, in fact, get a chance uh, in this business. Also of note, he attended Washington State University, go Cougs. And the last game he ever called happened to be the 2006 Rose Bowl game, Texas versus USC. We all remember that, where Vince Young led a 12-point comeback late in the fourth quarter against the USC Trojans in still what I, what in my opinion, is the greatest college football game I have ever witnessed, especially with all the star power on that field. And Keith Jackson did a fantastic job of setting the scene for that as he did for most of his college football games that he covered. He, he, did, he covered a lot of sports, a lot of the major sports. I don't think he covered the NBA, but still Major League Baseball, 
um, among others, and college football was definitely his his specialty. He was given credit for coming up with nicknames like the granddaddy of them all in reference to the Rose Bowl and the Big House for or Michigan Stadium. So uh, rest in peace, Keith Jackson. <clears throat> rest in peace. And hopefully I'm able to emulate him going forward uh, if I get a chance at play-by-play uh, -play broadcasting. And before we close up shop here on Garrison Talk Sports, I think it worthwhile to take a look in at some of the college basketball games going on today it's that time of year we're heading towards march madness and there's some great matchups going on all across these great conferences these great power five conferences college basketball uh, right now ninth ranked oklahoma leads 16th ranked tcu 101 97 20 seconds left uh, in overtime and as far as we we check the box score here uh, Trey Young, 15 of 27 from the field. Whoops, there's a lovely ad for you guys, courtesy of ESPN. I'm on their box score site. And Trey Young has 42 points, 11 rebounds, and let's take a look at his assist total. Seven assists, close to a, a triple-double, and he is just a baller. Trey Young. I can't say enough about how fun he is to watch uh, in the college ranks. I'm not sure how he will translate to the NBA as he goes on next year, but time will tell. Um, he, he reminds me a lot of Steph Curry, and he's got an inside game that's similar to uh, Kyrie Irving. Those are That's a pretty good combination, if you ask me. And how about TCU? A team that has been a doormat for quite some time is finally making some noise in the Big 12. Uh, I'm very happy that uh, they are, you know, they were able to turn this around, and that's largely in part for uh, the new coach they received, Jamie Dixon. Uh, he came down to TCU from Pittsburgh, where he had a lot of success with the, at the helm uh, in in Pittsburgh. So, very happy for TCU. What a great uh, game we're seeing right now against uh, Oklahoma. And it looks like Oklahoma is going to come out on top in this one as there's five seconds left in overtime. And uh, what a great game. Great atmosphere in Norman. And Trey Young, another outstanding performance with 42 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. He's all over the place. Uh, some other games worth, worth mentioning. We've got second-ranked West Virginia and eighth-ranked Texas Tech doing battle right now. This also on ESPN. Second half just kicked off. 19 minutes left. And as we take a look here at the box score, West Virginia leads at 38-32 as of right now. Bob Huggins has his West Virginia Mountaineers on a roll. 15-1 and 4-0 in conference. Texas Tech, who, who would have thought we would have been talking about Texas Tech in the top 10? They sit at 14-2, 3-1 in conference. Uh, leading the way for West Virginia. Uh, let's see what his full name is. It just has it abbreviated Jay Carter. And my internet's deciding not to cooperate. <clears throat> Anyways, Carter leading the way for West Virginia right now with 15 points. Uh, that leads all scorers for West Virginia. And then on Texas Tech side, we have uh, Evans with 10 points. Uh, and so this this should be a very good finish 
Texas Tech really surprising a lot of people the way they've been playing early on. Kansas got the win over in-state rival Kansas State 73-72. And Kansas has been struggling as of late, so they really needed that one uh, in order to kind of get back on track, uh, as we say. And then surprisingly, Michigan defeats fourth-ranked Michigan State 82-72. Uh, and no one would have predicted that. So that's a fantastic win there for the Wolverines and something that the committee will definitely take into consideration as they put together their NCAA tournament bracket. So that's kind of it across the landscape of college basketball. I will say Duke just won as well. 89-71 over Wake Forest. 80, uh, again, 89-71 question for me is can Duke stop anybody defensively as we get into crunch time uh, they've got time to figure it out but uh, in, as a total they've given up close to 80 points a game this season so the coach K has got some work to do uh, for the Blue Devils coming up thanks for listening to this episode of Garrison Talk Sports here on Anchor if you like what you heard, please hit that star on my channel to favorite my channel. And if you'd like to listen to me on other outlets, you can find me on Google Play Music or iTunes, Garrison Talk Sports. You can also find me on Facebook, once again, Garrison Talk Sports. And last but not least, I have also started trying my hand at sports blogging. I'm still working on improving, but if you'd like to read what I've written, head on over to garrishardy.wixsite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E. Dot com. I'll see you guys next time. Have a great rest of your Saturday.